Hey, everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews Avengers Endgame. Let's bring Mom in now. Hi, Mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Good. Are you really great? You've had a long week. I had a very busy week this week. I uh, I won't lie to you. You know, it started with, of course, all day at the movies. But yesterday, what a treat we had. Mm, tell me. Sarah. Merrick's girlfriend mm-hmm. got tickets from work, which will not be named, to <laughs> okay. sit in the W.B. Mason box <gasps> at Fenway oh. Park. Wow. I bet that was a nice box because W.B. Mason, boy, they've been advertising with the Red Sox forever. And I never even really knew what they were. You know, I always thought, I always think of them as the pencil store. Uh, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. And, but apparently they have stores. They don't just deliver. I've only ever seen the trucks. Oh, I didn't know they had stores either. I thought it was like a Dunder Mifflin type setup. No. That's what I always picture. No, no, no. Apparently they have, uh, what are they called? Brick and mortar stores. Yeah. Okay. In some areas. So this um, is an office. We should explain to people. This is uh, an office supply company. Uh, that advertises with a lot of baseball teams, I think, but with the Red Sox very heavily. Um, and so if you're a Red Sox fan at all, you can picture the logo because it's just everywhere. Right. And I think isn't their slogan something like we are everywhere or you see us everywhere or something? Oh, really? I bet. You know, we have these, not to get sidetracked, but um, we uh, have these uh, billboards all around Chicago where they have uh, Chicago sports stars, and it's like a hair replenishment thing. Is um, it really stars, or is it just this one guy who I don't know? No, it's 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 stars. It's pretty famous people in, in Chicago sports history, definitely. Um, okay. Brian Erlacher, for instance. Um, I, I forget the others. I rest my case. Yes. But the billboards are everywhere. Um, Like you're driving out to the airport and you'll see three of them in a row. And I don't mean like you'll see three of them on the way to the airport. You'll see three of them, one right after another. And now they're starting to put up billboards that say like, oh, great, another Envigor billboard or whatever it's called. I forget what it is. But they're like now getting meta on their own advertising. On their own. Yeah. Yeah. Really clever. (laughs) But... You were in the W.B. Mason box. What was that experience like? You've, I can't imagine you've ever seen a baseball game from a luxury box Never. before, have you? It is the most unbelievable thing. It's like if you can think of, I mean, short of being in your own bed and having them playing in the bedroom with you, the <laughs> game, the game of baseball, <laughs> this is next to that. This is next to that. You sit in a, you go in, there's a room with your own private bathroom, not your own, because there's about seating for 40 people. Okay. There weren't, there were not that many there. You're greeted by a host who shows you all the pizza, sausage, hot dogs, hamburgers, chips and dip, cake, fruit, ice cream, beverages of every imaginable kind. 
and then you remember you're there for a baseball game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, oh, and pop, you know, buckets of popcorn. It's it's incredible. It's incredible, and you can have any and all as much as you want. And then when you go to sit outside, you sit under an overhang that has heat heat lighting or heat oh. thingies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is absolute bliss. I've never seen a baseball game from this vantage point, and it was like I'd never seen a baseball game. <laughs> That's awesome. And Merrick caught a baseball foul <gasps> ball. Really? Merrick is my brother, by the way, for people who are wondering. Um, wow. Has he, he, that's never happened to him before, has it? No. How exciting. The whole day was just so fantastic. It was just so fantastic. And then at the end, you know, they're telling you, hey, take this home. You want to take these extra ice cream bars home? And, oh, it was just a fantasy. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it, Mom. You deserved that after the past couple of weeks. You've been so stressed and working so hard to make sure your sister is uh, getting through her illness. What a great break for you. Oh, it was wonderful. It was so wonderful. And yet, you know, it's funny, Johnny, because there was young girls sitting in front of us that I don't think got off their phones for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> they took pictures of all their food. Yeah. Then they took pictures of themselves. And of then they looked at their phones. Huh. This is a little setup, I think, for your uh, recommendation yeah. later in the show, right? <laughs> no, it isn't. It's just, it was just part of it. You know, and, and it, the funny thing to me is the question, my question is, I guess you don't really care that you're at a baseball game, that your phone is more important. I don't, I don't understand, but I'm old, you know? No, you gotta you gotta enjoy the game. You're, there's nothing old about that sentiment. That's just wisdom, is what that is. Okay, well, I'm just asking. But man, you could feel you could feel the ball hit the catcher's mitt. It was incredible. <laughs> did they win? They did. Oh, who who did they play? This was the Red Sox. Uh, who did they play? The A's. Oh, I love Red Sox A's. That's one of my favorite. Uh, Favorite matchups. I don't think I can ever go again now because I, I don't think I, well, you know what the seats at Fenway are like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're built for people that were born in the 1700s and, you know, weighed 89 pounds. Um, so you're saying you'll never uh, sit in the cheap, cheap seats again? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think it would be the same. First class all the way. Oh, oh boy. my God. I love first class. I love it. <laughs> WB Mason, I would be glad to sit in your box anytime. <laughs> huh. And the host, what a job he has. He gets to point out to you all this stuff that makes you so excited, right? Here's the pizza under a big heat lamp. And, you know, he gets to show you all that stuff. And then he gets to stand around and drink beer with his friends for the whole game. Oh, tough gig. Wow. Takes some strong metal to come into work and do that every day, huh? Oof. I know. It was, it, it, it was just, it was like going to Disney World for adults for a couple of hours. 
Well, great. Congratulations on uh, your Red Sox victory in every respect. (laughs) Yes, and I'll accept that. Thank you. Before we get to our review, which I am eager to talk about endgame, I wanted to... uh, I've got another parenting question for you, basically. Although this one is not really about my kids. This was... uh, We went to my friend Josh's house for Easter. He has an eight-year-old boy... And uh, let's call, because I don't want to embarrass him, let's call the kid Lincoln. Lincoln was gracious enough to share his toys with Leo, um, my little boy. His train in particular kept Leo occupied for uh, much of the afternoon, and that was great. And he shared his room, and that that was really nice. Um, But we were in there at one point, and I hear Lincoln uh, on, on the phone. And he's holding the actual phone, but... You know, he's been spending much of the afternoon trying to impress me. He had these, like, two-pound dumbbells that he got out, um, and he was, like, uh, lifting weights, quote-unquote, getting ripped, and just being Mr. Cool Guy, which I found quite adorable. And I thought this was more of the same thing. He's on the the phone, supposedly to Whole Foods. Oh. And then I look at his little—I look at his little tablet, and he has the actual Whole Foods website on his tablet— and the conversation's going along, and he seems to be getting more agitated. And he's saying things like, I, I want to talk to the person who puts the food on the shelf, the food on the shelf. And then he says, specialty foods, sure. And I think, now that part of the conversation he would not have made up. Like, <laughs> as the conversation went on, it's clear that he wasn't <laughs> fabricating this and that there was actually someone on the other end. So... um I you just sort of I left the room and strolled over to Josh and I I said to him, uh, "Is there any chance that uh, Lincoln is calling Whole Foods on your phone?" And he was just like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Yeah, I was in there, and it sure sounded like and looked like he was berating someone at Whole Foods for I don't know what." Josh went in there, he checked the caller ID, indeed, um, or, you know, no. the call log or whatever it is. Indeed, uh, Lincoln had been on the phone to Whole Foods and Josh flipped through previous numbers. I saw him doing this and later I asked him, um, what else did you find in the log? And he said, I don't even want to get into it right now. Um, <laughs> so, and I did see him having a tense conversation with Lincoln as Lincoln just denied, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. Um, and I felt like a bit of a narc, <laughs> you know, well, and no, <laughs> I just, I felt a little, I know this is stupid. All right. But even though I recognized it was the responsible thing to do that I had to say, you know, he's making prank phone calls or whatever. I felt like a bit of a tattletale because it's the first time in my life. I think I've been put in that position where I have to tell on someone else's kid. <laughs> Well, what was Josh's reaction? He didn't. He didn't quite grasp what was going on at first because it was so odd and um, unexpected. Yeah, and unexpected. But he was he was annoyed, and you know, it was something that he was going to have to take care of. But he, I saw him having a calm talk with with Lincoln, and uh, you know, saying things like, "I'm not going to have you lie to me about this," but not getting angry, just like yeah. you know, he handled it great. Of course, he did. He's a great parent. Yeah, and he was, of course, he wasn't like, oh, are you narking on my son? But I just felt a little bad. No, no. 
I think, you know, it could it could have progressed into something that would really maybe get him in some hot water. So I think you, you know, that he could have a conversation with his father about it is the best way to have that of happen. Of course. Because he could really end up in some some trouble of some sort that we can't even imagine. Well, who knows what he ordered from the specialty foods department of Whole Foods. Or what they what he was berating them for. I mean, you know, was he looking for white asparagus for the Easter dinner? Or, you know, what was going on there? Inquiring minds want to know. Well, and I'm going to see Josh later today, uh, and I can't wait to find out what else was in the logs. Oh, and you have to do that. <laughs> Who else was he calling? Because, you know, let's say a, a, a prank call is not much fun unless you're doing it with a friend. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't a prank call, you know. It right. wasn't. Yeah, it right. Was, you called it a prank, but it, it's not a prank call. It's a it's another kind of call. Yeah, it's um, what is it? <laughs> well, it's, it's even... a little bizarre. Is what it is. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's just odd. I mean, that he would not even be intimidated to call Whole Foods and you know be all pissy. That's it. That's right. Yeah, like. Uh, I feel like if I were when I was that age, as soon as the conversation started to get confused or at all heated, I would be hanging the phone up in a panic. He'd be done. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and there was no log then. You know, there was. You know, that's yeah. the trouble. That's what. That's what so many uh, people have gotten caught up in is that it's there. If you said something about somebody. And, you know, you wrote it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Somebody saw it. And there's the log, you know, so to deny it is is fruitless. Yeah. But you might have done him a favor, you know, because now you've taught him inadvertently that there's evidence when you use the phone. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've, I've helped him cover his tracks in the future. Okay. Well. Well, now I feel yeah. better and worse at the same time. You always, when you're, when you're acting in the parent role, if you have the parent hat on, you have to say, would I want to know? And if the Which answer is, is yes, right. then, then you did right. Cause you would certainly want to know if Leo was calling Whole Foods and yelling at them for their selection of salsa, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I didn't hesitate at all to tell Josh. I just felt a little bad when the kid got in trouble, you know, cause I've been there too. Well, he didn't get in trouble. They had a conversation. Yeah. That's not trouble. You know, yeah. if he if he got a he got something taken away or had to run around the block ten times. Well, I'm sorry, that's sort of like from the great Santini. <laughs> Nobody punishes their kids <laughs> like that, I hope. Uh, bleh, I really I don't know how to end that sentence. So. That's fine. We get it. We get it. Okay. All right. Well I I you know, I knew I did the right thing, but uh, you thank did. you for assuaging my uh, my minor guilt. I was a kid once too. Yes, we all were. You have to enjoy your your supremacy now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, what a perfect setup. Speaking of supreme <laughs> beings, should we talk about some superheroes? We should. Okay. Mom and I are talking about Avengers Endgame this week. Avengers Endgame is the long-awaited culmination to the first 10 years of the corporate marketing initiative known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
After the tragic cliffhanger that concluded the previous film, our heroes must overcome their personal disagreements to save the universe from the evil Thanos. All your favorite demigods are here. Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Captain Morgan, Duck Man, Mr. Electricity, The Pipe Fitter, Dr. Argentina, Yankee Candle, Mrs. Sherlock Holmes, Professor Lunchbox, Raspberry Man, Pontiac Aztec, The Library Card, Superman, The Snorkel Queen, Roger Rabbit Jr., Punchy the Kickboxer, The Stubborn Clog, Boston Cream, Jelly Filled, and of course, William Refrigerator Perry. Here's a clip. He used the stones again. Hey, we'd be going in shorthanded, you know? Look, he's still got the stones, so... So let's get him. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that? Yeah, just like that. Even if there's a, a small chance that we can undo this, I mean, we owe it to everyone who's not in this room to try. If we do this, how do we know it's going to end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl, everybody in this room is about that superhero life. And if you don't mind my asking, where the hell have you been all this time? There are a lot of other planets in the universe. And unfortunately, they didn't have you guys. Avengers Endgame is in theaters now. Consult your local library for showtimes in your area. Mom, are you game for Endgame or was it game over? Well, I I hope it I hope it is game over, but I did love this movie. I really enjoyed it a lot. Wow. I'm shocked and I'm delighted. And I should mention here that we are going to discuss all the plot details of the movie. So if you don't want to be privy to that, uh, just uh, hit pause, go watch the movie, and come back and finish the podcast, okay? Mom, proceed. Well, first of all, can I say that peripherally, there was a person in two rows behind me on the other side of the theater that snored through the first third of the movie, (laughs) which I found fascinating. And annoying. I've, I've never experienced that. You know, why didn't somebody wake him up? Or he was actively <laughs> yeah. snoring. Oh, wow. Through the first third, too. During the first third. And I thought, this is all I could come up with. That Maybe he, this was his second time through the movie. I don't oh, know. could be. Snoring. And there was a woman to the right of me that... You know, this was a this was a movie that had some subtle things to, you know, guffaw at or just whatever. Mm. She laughed right out loud at every single nuanced uh, thing. Uh, and, yeah. and I, you know, feeling very positive this week, I thought, what a great date she would be. She's very positive. Oh, okay. So she wasn't one of those. See, when you told me that, I thought maybe she was one of those people who, like whenever I used to go to Star Trek movies, um, and I tend to go close to the premiere, um, so you'd have the ultra nerds in there, ultra nerds like me. um, But some of the ultra nerds feel the need to let you know that they get every in-joke. So it would be like, ha ha! Yeah, yeah. Well, this could have been that. This could have been that. But, you know, I was holding on very tightly to the uh, premise of the whole movie, so I didn't have time to really analyze her. (laughs) Just trying to follow along? That's right. Just trying to keep up. Now, I thought of sending you, like, uh, one of the catch-up videos that uh, 
popped up on the internet in advance of Endgame where people would say, like, everything you need to know going into Endgame in two minutes or what have you. Um, but I decided to just let you find your own way and watch it your own way. How much of the um, mythology were you familiar with going into this? Some of it, but not a great deal because we must have... What we, did, we saw a movie with um, Tony Stark. So we must have seen Infinity War, is that right? I think we did. You know, so, so the premise is they're going to save the universe and bring... The, I have so many questions, really, for you. You know, they're going to redo the universe, you know, in, in a form of let's get the old gang together. And, yeah. And so that, that's, that's really the, the premise of it. And I, I could really, I really held on to the theme pretty much through, although it's very difficult for me to have a conversation because everyone has two names. They have, you yeah. know, they had their, and they actually have three names because you could say, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Right. And, right. you know, it's hard um, to have a conversation. Well, uh, let's adopt the convention of we can refer to them all by their fun superhero names. It got confusing also to me in that I was trying to figure out who who the hell is Don Cheadle as a <laughs> what is his superhero or does he just have a a, a slide on costume? Uh, and I had to just forget a lot of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, who cares uh, who he is? Just follow. Just stay with it. Yes. Uh, Don Cheadle's character is uh, James Rhodes slash War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. Well, uh, he could have stayed home for my money. But that's, you know, that's okay. I do love me some well, uh You know, Chris there's like Pratt. a... Oh, you approve of Chris Pratt? I, th- I just find it amusing that there's like a thousand superheroes in this movie and you've chosen to kick off the conversation by singling out Don Cheadle for your scorn. What did well, Don Cheadle get... ever do to you? <laughs> I wanted to get him out of the way. Because I don't know who he is or what he's all about. I don't understand Ant-Man. I love Paul Rudd. I don't understand Ant-Man. Is he a boob? Is he intelligent? I don't know. I think he's um, intelligent and a bit daffy. Okay. I, th- I think, you know, I think uh, Ant-Man and Paul Rudd, they are there to be, th- it's almost like, well, what if a regular person were thrown into this superhero world, right? Like, he never l- loses that, like, wow, and sort of wide-eyed, like, what's going on? And What are we going to do? He never loses that and becomes a, like, seasoned, dyed-in-the-wool superhero He's always got a little bit of that what's going on energy about him. And I think that's why okay. that's sort of the, how his character operates. So he's okay. he's smart, but he's understandably bewildered by the superpowers that he uh, sees on display. So in essence, you're saying that the raccoon is more savvy than Paul Rudd. The raccoon is more savvy than Paul Rudd. Yes. Rocket raccoon. You like rocket raccoon? Uh, not in this one so much. Yeah, he wasn't that much fun, was he? I didn't think so. I miss him. Uh, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, especially the second one, are my favorite of these Marvel movies, which, as you know, it's not really my favorite thing in the world, but I love the Guardians movies. uh, And I'm with you. 
I like him when he's interacting with his gang and he just didn't right. have as much snap interacting with the, the people he was placed with in uh, the heroes he was placed with in this movie. Right. Right. Kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just wondered why they didn't give him anything, you know, very good to say, but, but let me, let me tell you that my biggest issue is uh, I always have to take time to try to accept the idea of time travel. Okay. Yeah. When I'm watching a movie like this, before I can just finally say, "No, uh, sorry, I watch this, but I, I can't, I can't buy into it." <laughs> well, they do spend a fair amount of time in the movie reassuring the audience that, "Hey, there's not going to be any of those usual complications that you might worry about." Um, they literally say it doesn't work the way you've seen time travel in every other movie you've ever watched, and they list the movies. It's pretty amusing. Yeah. But they go to great lengths to say, it, we're just all going to continue on with our lives. Everything will be put back the way it was, and that's that. And right? I appreciated that. <laughs> I thought you might. I thought of you. <laughs> I thought of you in that scene when they're explaining everything away. Yep, I really, really appreciated it that time is handled differently. It may seem like five seconds here, but for them it may be 12 years or whatever. And I thought, I can deal with that. I can do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can do that. I can just keep that idea over here in the chair next to me and we'll move on. And, and that really did work for me. I, I liked that. I really did enjoy this movie because I could see everything that was happening. I understood the storyline. I was a little overwhelmed with the quantity of superheroes that yeah. came back. Is that? Right. Yeah. That, that was a bit much. Um, this is my question. Okay. This is my, my big question. Okay. That if Tony Stark is dead, is he really dead? I mean, if you bury a superhero instead of blowing them to bits, could we still time travel and dig him up and have him be again? Once you use time travel to solve a problem, you can use it to solve any problem. That's the, you know, you can't go halfway with time travel. So, of okay. course, they could, I mean, yes, is the short answer to your question. Um, just because they could contrive anything. To me, uh, the... Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, the death of Iron Man <laughs> is really was a farewell to Robert Downey Jr., who whose importance in this whole, you know, what I jokingly referred to as a corporate marketing initiative, but this enormous creative undertaking, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's hard to understate the impact of Robert Downey Jr. in kickstarting that because Iron Man oh. was the, was the movie that kicked this off. And it's not like from the beginning they expected this to become the huge phenomenon, the culture-devouring phenomenon that it came to be. Nobody really knew what was going to come of dipping back into this superhero pool, yeah. which had just been done sort of fitfully in, in the preceding decades, never with this intensity. I think that it was Robert Downey's charming, humorous performance that showed the audience... It doesn't have to be all uh, bombast and violence. There can be a, a human, fun, relatable element to these superheroes, too. Mm. 
And I think that by delivering a complex performance in that fashion, he opened up the potential of the cinematic universe in ways that Marvel and Disney then um, took advantage of. He provided a template for um, humanizing these larger-than-life characters. And now he's gone. Now he's gone. So I think that's why the tearful send-off for Iron Man, I think it was as much a send-off for Robert Downey Jr., who I would mm. say is is definitely done, as it was for the character of Iron Man. Yes, that was that was very shocking to me. Was it? Well, as I said to you, I didn't know a superhero could die. Uh, you know, I just, I never thought of it that way. Well, he's not the only one that dies either. Well, I realize that, but, you know, he was the biggie. Um, how did you feel about Scarlett Johansson's role? Uh, well, now you're getting at, um, I left this movie a little sad, I'll say, and I feel better about it as the days pass, and I want to go back to it at some point, because Scarlett Johansson, I kept thinking of her way back in Ghost World. Do you remember Ghost World? No. That movie with Thora Birch? No. Well, Scarlett Johansson came up to stardom through these uh, indie films, and now she's part of this plasticky billions of dollars enterprise. It made me a little it made me a little sad because it just made me think about how like I said, these movies are eating up the culture. They just suck so much air out of uh, our collective room with the attention that's poured into them. Uh, it's a little disquieting to me. Yeah. And she's not that interesting a character. Why do you single her out? Well, because she gave up her life Yeah. to allow, I'm sorry, Jeremy Renner's, character yeah hawkeye hawkeye mm -hmm. to have his family back mm -hmm. well, that, that irritated me it irritated me that a, a woman had to give up her life i'm tired i'm tired of uh. the stereotypical woman taking care of the man i'm sick of it i'm you know let another man step into that sensitive role well hawkeye did really try his Try his damnedest to kill himself. You know, I, I, by the end of that scene, I was just saying, could one of you just kill yourselves already? Just, <laughs> I don't care who it is. Somebody just throw themselves off this cliff because I've had enough of the two of you going at it. Yeah, let's do rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I, I just, I knew it was going to be her, though, because it's always the woman. Interesting. I didn't think of that at all. But uh, so that's how you interpreted that sequence. I did. I'll take care of you. You go and have your family. You know, why? Why? Because his life is, is any more important than hers. And just, just make the other choice. Just make the other choice sometimes, people. Let's talk about this scene a little more because I had uh, the opposite impulse as you. Okay. I did not want Hawkeye to die. I definitely wanted the Black Widow to go, even though it seems to go against her namesake uh, for her to be the one to die. It would seem entirely appropriate for Hawkeye to be the one to die in that pair, but okay. Early in the movie, there's uh, this scene of Hawkeye with his family teaching his daughter how to shoot the arrow, and they're having a barbecue, and he's got two little boys, and then he turns around and they're gone, 
I have a lot of trouble with, with dead kids or lost kids. Um, you know, when I see that scene, I can't help but think, how would that feel for for me? You know, I put myself in that position, obviously. Of course and, you do. And, you know, it really hit me hard. I think it just it just really hits me. And I, I internalize it maybe more than the movie really intends me to do. So I take yeah. this emotion, I internalize it, and really the movie's just raising the stake for this superhero. And there's not a lot of, they don't have a lot of tools in their emotional toolbox to raise stakes for these heroes because they're all so powerful, right? So there's so yeah. many dead kids, dead parents, bad parents. Um, that's pretty much the lever that they pull. So I followed Hawkeye through this movie, I think, more intently than any of the other heroes because I just wanted him to get his family back so I could have relief from this terrible feeling that kicked off the movie for me and lingered for me after the movie had moved on to crazy hijinks and hooray, fun jokes and all that. Um, it really stuck with me. So in that scene... I, I, you know, I joked I wanted either of them to kill themselves just to get the fight over with, but I really wanted Hawkeye to survive because I needed his situation to be put back. Well, we've talked about this in that how your personal situation impacts how you intake a, a movie yeah, or a, right. you know, a TV show or whatever, that it does impact on that. And I guess... Since I'm past the point of having small children, yes, I did want him to get his family back. But now that my children are more self-sustaining, mm. I wanted the woman to pull through because I'm a woman. I'm so glad we had this conversation because it illuminates a maybe obvious quality of the film. But we all find our heroes that we follow, obviously. A friend of mine said that he took his kids to see it over the weekend, and it was a theater yeah. full of 11-year-olds. And when Spider-Man showed up and came back from the dead, the place went wild. And of course, of course they did, right? Because that's, that's their guy, the young, the young buck. Right. But you're making me admire the movie more because I'm realizing that they have that for everyone, and they... I think it's often artful about it, and there are times where it is not. What about, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the last giant battle scene, there is a short sequence where I don't even remember which of the heroes is in trouble, but she needs to make her way across uh, this battlefield filled with marauding armies. And it's like, how are you going to make it across? And then every woman shows up, right? Um, yeah. You know, the the wasp and uh, I'm not going to list them all, but all the women show up for this shot that goes absolutely nowhere. It's yeah. just Marvel saying, look at all these women. We got a binder yep. full of women here. And we're going to put them all on screen at the same time. And then it's just let's and then, then we don't even see where they go. We don't see their fight. It's just for basically Marvel to strut. Um, and how they are including women, that to yeah. me is when the movie gets really thudding and clumsy. Yeah. But it's more relatable in more artful ways in other in other portions. We do have to talk about Thor. We sure do. Thank God for Thor. The best. Did you think he was not hilarious as a fat drunk? Oh, brilliant. 
here's the opposite of the binder full of women shot, right? In terms of clumsiness versus uh, <laughs> artfulness. I don't even remember who he shakes hands with, but there's <laughs> there's a moment where Thor um, sh- shakes hands with someone to say goodbye or whatever, and the camera pans down to the handshake, but it's framed in such a way that the camera's really panning down to his his gut. Um, and it's a quick shot, but almost everybody in my theater laughed at this split second shot of his gut. And yes. this is like, he's been around for a, we know he's, he's big now. And we, um, like this, it's not like it's a reveal. Yes. I thought it was hilarious. Thor always delivers. I couldn't take my eyes away from him after that. I just kept waving and watching him. I, I, I loved it. I, I think whoever came up with that was brilliant. That direction for him? Yeah. Yeah. Thor's great. They write him really well, um, and Chris Hemsworth just performs him really well. I think that um, paunch Thor is even sexier than uh, cut Thor. Really? Yep. Dad bod Thor. Well, I like a little, I like a little pooch. I don't like a cut man myself. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, though, that you would say that. I mean, I guess you're not saying that in a... Well, what what kind of way are you saying that? Oh, I, no, I'm only saying it in terms of, like, I would like to have sex with him. That's that's all I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all. Okay. Well, we were on the same page. <laughs> okay. I thought I would check that out, though. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, yes, I'm glad we got that. I want to be clear with yeah. the listeners. <laughs> Who were your, uh, you know, Rocket Raccoon? I don't think they did right by him in the script uh, in this, but I just feel like he didn't have, without the Guardians, he doesn't quite have the same foils to bounce off of, and he just seemed like a like a crank sometimes. Um, were there yeah. any other uh, heroes that rubbed you the wrong way? I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think I read, did I read this right, that it cost $356 million to make this movie? Oh, yeah. I don't know how and much I'm it cost. And I'm just thinking, you know, did Groot really have to show up? And couldn't they have saved $25 leaving him out? Groot's cheap. They got him in the computer. Yeah, well, that's why I said $25. <laughs> they just have to double-click that file, and he's in the movie. Yeah, right, because... Yeah. He never says anything, so they just have to cut and paste, right? Well, he does say, I am Groot. That's all he says, though. (laughs) Yeah, but he he says it with different emotions. Emotions? The next time I come to Chicago, let's you and I see how many emotions we can pull out of. (laughs) I am Groot. Well, I think he's he's impressed us in that respect. I I am not going to continue this conversation. Okay. Groot has range, though. Did anybody irritate you? I found uh, Captain Marvel a little irritating. And I felt like the movie found her kind of irritating, too. Maybe irritating isn't quite the right word, but it's just like she's so powerful and so godlike that they basically have to say, you go away from most of the movie because if you're around, you'll ruin everything. Like, we just can't be stopped if you're around. And then she comes back at the end to blow up the spaceship, which is just like, okay, like, who cares? It doesn't, she was just nothing. She was just a deus ex machina that they kind of socked away so that she could come back at a big moment. And it just, 
I'm mystified by Captain Marvel. I just don't find her that intriguing a character. Yeah, I, I am having a hard time remembering her even. I'll tell you what made me a little uncomfortable is halfway Hulk. Because... <laughs> yeah, that took some getting used to. Didn't it? Because they did an amazing job creating a character that looks halfway between uh, Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk. There was something about that face that... I guess it was sort of an uncanny, uncanny valley thing because he looked so much like Mark Ruffalo. It was almost too much. Well, and I, I didn't, I would have liked a little more hokey, you know, a little more green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Hulk I don't, was I don't like the hairy face. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly, you didn't hear, but I just said the Hulk with stubble weird, right? Yeah, I just, it was like, what is he, a dirt ball? Where he got stuck between, what? What is this? So, a couple of questions about that. But, on the whole, pretty charming cast, right? Most definitely. Well, except for Don Cheadle. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Don! I don't know, I just don't get it. War Machine, what kind of a name is that? That's silly. That's not a superhero. And really, I don't know what everybody's super, super power was, but let me tell you, if I could stand and be encased, like, blink, I'm in a uniform. I love that. I could watch that all day long. You, like, what, you I mean when, like, their, their time travel costumes appear on them? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yes, yeah. but I don't want to time travel. I don't want to do that. Well, luckily, it, it's impossible, so... <laughs> Don't have to worry about that. I don't know why I felt so compelled to put that Just, caveat hey, in there. But. Every, listeners, I you you heard it here first. Do not make mom time travel. I'm putting you all on notice. <laughs> don't you dare. Time travel. Nope. It's too confusing. I'm really glad this conversation went the way it did because I was not happy with the movie immediately after I left. I felt overwhelmed by it, and I felt overwhelmed mostly because of all the the angst. I mean, it's a pretty somber movie for large mm-hmm. stretches. I got wrapped up in stuff like the Hawkeye scene. I think that probably hit me the hardest with his kids disappearing. Um, and in the consideration, you know, I just was sitting there thinking about, well, geez, if half the people disappeared and we moved on for five years, like it seems like a bigger question than the movie really grappled with of, would you want to quote unquote, put everything back? Um, yeah, I was drained by the emotion of it. And I was just overwhelmed by the fact that this is everywhere. And it does feel like Disney is eating up the culture. And you know what? I still think that's a problem. I still think that the, the undercurrent that runs through all these movies, um, and the appeal of them of like these heroes are going to come save save the day. I do feel like it reflects something that troubles me um, in our society about how we are, you know, we keep waiting for these saviors or we talk about these billionaires who, you know, do some, some outlay of charity or whatever, um, yeah. you know, where we worship these giant figures um, instead of taking our society into our own hands. 
as much as we should, instead of participating as much as we should. That aspect of the whole superhero complex does trouble me, and so I left the movie kind of exhausted and a little sad, but I'm eager to see it again because after a couple days, I appreciate it more. You know, now that that sort of momentary mood has passed, I appreciate the range of the movie, that it was funny at times and that it was affecting and sad at times. Um, And I appreciate the charm of the actors. They are charming and that's hard to do when you, when you have this bulky costume on or where you have this CGI costume on, it's hard for the emotion to come through and all of that um, for the charm to come through and the personality. And by and large, almost everybody in this cast, I felt like achieved that. Yeah. So I like it a lot better a couple of days later than I did when I walked I out agree. of the theater. I agree. And I think um, while when I walked out and I said, holy crap, it's four o'clock, you know, the whole day is gone. Um, I would go back and see it again because yeah. um, I think I would appreciate the intent also of entertaining you, period. Look at this as entertainment yep. now. You know, yep. my first time through, I'm looking for uh, the secrets to life and, you know, something that it never promised to be. Right. Well put. Exactly right. Um, yeah, I kind of want to see it again, too, which if you had asked me a couple of days ago, I would have said never. Right. <laughs> never again. Exactly. Was... Exactly. Um, and I would tell you that you should never see a Sophie's Choice because you'll never be the same <laughs> again. I just wanted to throw that out there for you okay you know i feel like we have a lot of conversations where you come into the review uncertain or kind of down on something and then maybe i bring out threads of it and you see a little differently by the end of the conversation and i feel like you did that for me this time oh how nice yeah on that note what is your grade for avengers endgame uh i'm gonna give it a just a solid a Okay, a solid A. Do you have a recommendation for us this week, Mom? Well, I do have a recommendation. I haven't seen it, but it looks like something um, worthwhile to see. And that is, uh, it'll be on tomorrow, Friday night on a 2020 special with Diane Sawyer called Screen Time, talking about our telephones and the impact on on our lives today. Yeah, so this is, this... um airs or aired May 3rd, if you're listening to the podcast um, after it came out. So this podcast uh, was published May 3rd, and uh, Screen Time is on ABC tonight, May 3rd, or I'm sure you'll be able to find it afterward one way or another. Yeah. Um, But it's Diane Sawyer. It's a Diane Sawyer special for 2020 Screen Time. And yeah, boy, I'm thinking about this a lot because of the kids. We we started with a story about it. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's right. There you go. I wonder if someday in our lifetimes, looking at your phone around your kids will be thought of like smoking cigarettes around your kids. And well, I'm not I'm not saying that in judgment of other people because I do it myself, but I think and hope we're starting to reckon with the impact of these devices. As somebody who grew up without a phone at her fingertips, I think um, we're missing out on the We're just missing out on on life, you know, people watching and studying people and interacting with people. And, you know, that's that's what it's all about. People screen time 2020 Diane Sawyer reporting on ABC 
night of May 3rd. If you're hearing this on May 3rd, and if you're hearing it after, well, we don't know where it is, but find it. <laughs> find it on your screen. Get your iPhone out and search for the screen time that's special. Right. That's all. Or maybe you can watch it on your iPhone. Yeah. You know, people listen to us on their iPhones, too. Well, I didn't say everything shouldn't be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Careful. Careful what you wish for. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. That'll do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. The question is what you would. Well, what is the question? Can I get it out of my (laughs) mouth? Usually the question is what should we talk about? So why don't we go with that? All right. Let's go with that. The answer is something interesting. Something interesting. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Give us a review on Apple or wherever. Boy, it does help a lot. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.